Hey everyone, this is Chris Miller and you're listening to the EduMind Podcast. If you're an architect, project manager, or a nurse, or maybe you're just curious about these career paths, then our podcast is one that you're not going to want to miss. Each week, we'll be talking to subject matter experts, course instructors, and other special guests to bring you the latest and greatest in architecture, project management, and nursing, and a whole lot more. Now, let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the EduMinds Weekly Podcast. I'm Chris Miller, and today i got a special guest with me, Michaela Bowens, a registered nurse. So please, let's uh, welcome her aboard. How are you this afternoon, Michaela? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Sure. Such a chipper, chipper face to see, so it's, it's nice. Um, I'm sure you probably just got done maybe working a long shift and you're the, and you're still this chipper. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, hey, before we get started, if you want to kind of just uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm from Ohio. I grew up, you know, born and raised in Melbourne, Ohio. Um, I am right now. I'm currently a travel nurse. So I'm in Hilton Heights, South Carolina. Currently, um, I've been on contract here for six months now and I'm, just, I'm renewing it again. So we're going on nine months here. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty neat. Um, wow, I mean, that's a long time to be in South Carolina. Yeah. Man. It's the weather. It's pretty here. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. So being a travel nurse is a little bit different in the sense that you're not, you know, constantly in the same location all the time. Is it typical, though, for you to be in one location this long? Um, so not typically, uh, a lot of travel nurses will take three month contracts and then go somewhere new, a three month contract, go somewhere new. Um, I just really happen to like where I'm at right now. So I've just extended it every time. Um, and I'm actually right in the middle of transferring to the ICU. So, um, yeah, so I just happen to just keep, keep, keep renewing it. That's exciting. So, you know, um, you know, the COVID pandemic probably made travel nursing maybe a lot more, I don't want to say popular, but maybe a lot more um, common than than uh, the norm. Because, I, you know, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and I, I have a few nurse friends that actually, you know, during the onstart of uh, COVID, they actually went to either New York or Texas and things like that. So um, it's kind of cool to see that, you know, nurses are willing to kind of pack up and uh, go where needed. So that that's, that's very admirable there. So, um well, you know, let's uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes, why don't we kind of kind of walk us through what a typical day is for a travel nurse? All right. Um. So, kind of your your typical day in the life of a nurse. Um. You know, I just luckily, actually, with Hilton Head, South Carolina, it's really nice because I can park right by the hospital. That's where I was. You. Oh, I had to take the shuttle. <laughs> it was terrible. Um. But no, you. You know, you clock in, get report. Um, my sense of, or my right now staffing ratio, you know, one nurse, they try to keep it five patients. Uh, I average anywhere between one to nine. Um, so kind of a lot. Uh, kind of dumps on travel nurses a little bit, but that's okay. Um, you know, get report on the patients, um, go check in, do an assessment, give them their meds, um, just kind of see how they're doing. Um, you know, where I work, it's a little different. So right now I'm actually in psychiatry. Oh. Um, so it's a little different, uh, to, you know, breaking up fights here and there. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Getting some forced medications. Yeah. You probably never thought you'd have to be a bouncer, right? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's interesting. So, um, actually, um, 
my brother's wife, she's a, a nurse and she works in a psychiatric place out in uh, Southern California. So sometimes I, you know, I remember hearing her story. So I'm like, holy cow, that's a rough way to spend a, a shift. So, um, you know, the stories, especially at family get togethers, they were always probably the best stories of, of everybody. Um, but it's, it's just amazing what, you know, what you guys uh, go through. So, you know, when I think of a nurse, you know, there's a lot of characteristics that can kind of come to mind. One is, you know, the ability to multitask, you know, great under pressure. Um, so if, if I were to ask you what are some of the characteristics or qualities that nurses embody, what would your response be? Um, I probably would say, you know, obviously, hopefully dependable. <laughs> I would hope to be able to depend on them. Uh, I would say, you know, trustworthy, honest. Um, yeah, adopting, you know, with psychiatry, I'm breaking up fights, so it's easy. I have medication in one hand, someone's going off on this side, you know, someone's yelling. It's just like, it's a classic, like, you gotta be able to multitask, or you just won't make it. <laughs> so you see- <laughs> so you're in the <laughs> you're doing the psychiatry now, and you said you're going into uh, ICU. How big of a change do you think that's going to be for you, and how quickly do you think you're going to be able to adapt to the the difference in environment? So I'm I'm pretty nervous, um, but so I kind of float like here and there now. So I mean I haven't floated to the ICU at all, but I think this is going to sound really bad, but the the adrenaline you have, like when a patient is like fighting and like you have to call security and you're like giving meds, it's kind of the same adrenaline you have when a patient is coding. Um, so it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit with like the adrenaline rush, um, you know, getting things under control. So I, uh, I'm a little nervous. I think it might be a little hard to adapt in the beginning, but I think I'll get the hang of it pretty quickly. But. I agree. I think you're right. I, I do see some similarities between the two, mm-hmm. right? I mean, definitely quick reaction is going to be needed. A level head, um, you know, might be a little bit more mundane than what you're used to at the beginning. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool that, you know, another great thing about nursing is that, you know, every day doesn't have to be the same day, right? There are so many different avenues of nursing and, you know, you can always, you know, hey, you're tired of this one, you go down another one. So it's kind of cool that you're staying in the same field, but yet you're able to go down different paths. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, when I talk to nurses, I always hear the word clinical. So, you know, like, what what's the purpose of clinicals? Um, so clinical, so you go through clinical during nursing school, you know, four years of great, great practice that you get all the experience. Um, so it's kind of like, you're just basically there. You're the nurse, you know, you're the student nurse. Um, it's just a class that you take, um, that is attached to every class that you take, every nursing class. You have to go, um, just kind of hang out, see how, see how nursing is, see how it is in that field. You know, it's pediatrics, ICU, you go through a rotation of every single uh, department kind of kind of to see what you like what you don't like um, but yeah you have a certain number of hours that you have to um, maintain um, you pass meds you you do all the assessments you basically do everything you're the nurse you're just not getting paid it's, <laughs> so it's like an internship kind exactly. of. It's terrible. Sure, sure oh I'm, I'm sure they probably load you up as well and work you're like hey we got these students doing clinicals let's just run them into the ground um, but it, it builds character it, it, it toughens you up a little bit so yeah. if you take what you currently do aside let's consider maybe psychiatry to be a little outside of maybe the norm when it comes to this question let's let, let's see if we can't get a okay. a different answer maybe so what physical demands do nurses have to meet um, so 
basically, you know, if you can go through 12 hours without eating, without going to the bathroom, without anything, you'll be fine. Like, you, you don't have time to do anything except take care of these patients. So I would say, like, you know, physically, like, you don't have time to drink water. You don't have time to do anything. Um, no, I definitely think because of COVID, you know, it kind of, you know, burnout is definitely real. It's amongst like the nurses everywhere. Um, I would for sure say that like they're probably pushing us a little bit past our limits with like that kind of stuff just because, you know, there are more patients in need. Um, and it can be physically like draining. You're, you're tired. Like it's like a constant, it's like a constant fog of just like, working night shift and just like that's just you the whole time it's just like yeah i can imagine a lot of physical demand and also mentally draining right i mean i'm sure after working 12 14 15 hours you're just beat i mean your body's done you're mentally done so let me ask you this what do you do to kind of keep yourself from being burned out drink some wine (laughs) (laughs) an honest answer but a truthful answer a good answer so <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Um, you know, I know you said you worked at OSU Hospital, a mm-hmm. uh, huge hospital. Now you're in uh, South Carolina. What mm-hmm. are like some of the big differences between where you were and where you're at now? So Ohio State, you go from like a huge, huge hospital, um, teaching hospital, which is great because you have you know residents and students all the time. Um, so I would say like Hillenhead, Hillenhead is three four hospital. It is. So small, like tiny, tiny, tiny. Um, so you go from like, you know, doctors are there constantly, like 24-7, to like here, you have to call the doctors. You have to wake them up in the middle of the night. Like there's not someone there at all, like all times. Um, so it's definitely like a lot smaller, um, which which is, can be a good thing too in a way because you kind of get to know everybody. When you float to different floors, you kind of get to know like, the gist of it, how it works. Um, that's kind of, I think, why it's so easy for me to transfer to the ICU right now because I know the manager and like I know everyone else that's there. Um, and I just really need out of psych right now. <laughs> oh my God. I'm getting roughed up. Professional fire breaker upper. That's all I can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's got to make the day go by quick. It does. It for sure does. So, uh, you know. On your, I don't know, I guess you said you switched from floor, so I guess that was isn't a good question. But here's a question for you. Is how many other travel nurses are amongst, I guess, your group or your staff right now? Yeah, so a lot. We, Hilton Head, I think, is, like, so small that they really wouldn't function without travel nurses just because they don't really have the staff. Um, so we have, on my floor, we have probably five of us, five travel nurses. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, from all areas so it's like super cool because you kind of get to know like you know places and like um, you kind of get to talk like oh you know how how is this place like is the hospital nice is the staff nice <laughs> let me know because I don't want to go somewhere that like, and a lot of people like sometimes like people are like oh you're a travel nurse like you know you're making so much more than me and it's like sometimes people can just be super rude um, and they're like you know and then you have like the occasional like really nice ones they're like thank you so much for like being here like we really appreciate it but 
No, you know, I, I agree. And, you know, nursing as a field is difficult enough. And then, you know, being a travel nurse, it, it is difficult because if you think about it, you know, for nurses that are stationed at a particular hospital in their hometown where they, you know, live and everything, it, it's a lot easier for them because their home is there, family and friends are there. But, you know, for you travel nurses, you're kind of out there on your own. So, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit more difficult because you're, you know, you're adapting to new people, new uh, environment, and then you don't have maybe the the support that you would have back home. So, I mean, I give travel nurses a lot of credit. Um, I yeah. think what you do is, is fantastic. You guys go into areas that you know nobody and, and you, you go to the front line. So that's pretty cool. Um, so how, I mean, what made you like want to do travel nurse? I mean, OSU is a great hospital, home of the Buckeyes. You know, what made you give that up? And I mean, outside of weather, I mean, Ohio, you know, yeah, I can understand being in the winter. It's horrible here. It's, it's 29 degrees here today. But yeah, I mean, what made you decide to say, hey, you know what? I love OSU hospital, but I think I'm going to, you know, take my act on the road. Yeah. Um, so I would say OSU, I love it. Great hospital. I love, I love that hospital. It's, it's amazing. Um, I would say though, the, like just being super burnout, um, which is super unfortunate, but, um, our staffing, even like, even where I'm at now, like staffing is terrible everywhere. Like there's, there's not enough nurses, like there's not enough doctors, like there's just, there's not enough anybody. Um, and I would say though, I was getting thrown in charge a lot at OSU and I was only, so I've been a nurse for two years now. So oh, wow. I was like, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty young anyways um, right. in the nursing field. Um, and I started like right during COVID or like right, right before. Oh yeah, right before. COVID. Yeah. yeah. Um, so really like a little bit of pre-COVID, like nursing, like that's just not really a thing anymore. It's just like all COVID nursing and like, right. um, but no, yeah, just definitely like being thrown in charge and like not really knowing kind of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, but like my manager, you know, she was great and everything, but she was like, you know, you can do this. And I'm like, okay, but can I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like burnout, you know, taking eight patients every day. Oh man. It's just like, and that's even such like a bigger floor than what I'm on now. And it's just like, it was just getting to be like a lot. So I was like, why not give this old travel nursing like a thing a shot? Yeah. Um, and my little brother actually moved with me here too. So. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, you know, travel nurse, it's kind of like living the life of a rock star in the sense that you're always on the road, right? So let me ask you, <laughs> where, where's your next stop? Where are you taking your act to next? So I am actually looking at the position in California next, um, in LA. Yeah. I that's big. Yeah, I haven't fully decided yet, but I think that's where I want to go next. Well, I'm from LA, and so um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've been out in Ohio maybe now since 2004, but I, I, you know, born or not born in LA, but I've been there probably 20 some years of my life. So, I'll give you some heads up about LA. Great place to be, but watch out for the traffic. Right. Uh, it's crazy out there, but a lot of great hospitals out there. Yeah. Um, you know, not just at university, you got UCLA out there, you got Cedar Sinai, it's a lot of great places. So what would me, I mean, when do you think you'll decide, hey, LA is where I'm going? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I'm in the, I'm about to be in the ICU, so I still have a three month contract. Left. Sure. Um, so hope, hopefully, fingers crossed, like before then. <laughs> I will give you one last bit of advice. Hopefully this won't change your mind. I was in LA about three weeks ago. And yeah. I saw that gasoline was five dollars and sixty-eight cents a gallon. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I've never seen that in my life. But no, great place to be. Like I said, a lot of great hospitals. So you said you, you're you're a relatively new nurse. 
Which is great because now that takes me right into our next topic, which is the NCLEX. Um, so, you know, that's probably still fresh on your brain. Um, you know, this is a stepping stone for those that are looking to become an RN. Um, so, yeah, can you tell me a little bit about your experience with the NCLEX? Yeah, so um, I used, it's um, Mark Klemek. He is a, so he, I think, ret retired maybe, passed it down to a son or something, but it's like this course that you can do like right before you about to take the NCLEX he gives you some awesome like tips tricks um, that really really work they really stick in your brain he does it in a funny way like to get you to remember things um, so I did that before I did the NCLEX um, I did it I think two weeks probably before I did the NCLEX so that it was kind of fresh in my brain um, and then other than that like just doing questions like ATI um, oh, what's the other one called um, there's an, there's another one, but there's just, it's just like anything, any website that you can just like do questions, like any okay. style questions and just like repeat them over and over again. Like if you don't know it, learn the rationale, like learn why it's saying that because some of those questions are just like not good questions and like realistically in life, you're not going to do that, but it's still the right answer. So you just have to, have to go with it. You know, hundred percent agree with you. I'll give you an example. So, you know, we also teach the PM fee for project managers and I'll be teaching the class. I'll tell everyone, Hey, look, I know you've probably been a project manager for 15 years, but if you see this question or a question like this, don't answer it how you would just do how you read it in the book. Um, so no, I see what you mean, but I also agree. Practice questions are a great source for studying. Um, the more you do, the better you get at it. Um, and then also helps you build confidence, right? Um, that, hey, you know, I've been through 7,000 questions and I'm scoring pretty high, so I must be ready. So let me ask you this. When you were doing the practice questions, mm -hmm. how were you, I mean, were you nailing them? Were you feeling, oh man, I'm scoring 80, 90s? And then when it, when when you went into the exam hall, did you find that maybe you're over you were overconfident or were you just right? So I was I was going okay on the practice questions like 70 80 percent um, I was I was feeling okay but I was like you know I, I talked to like previous nurses and they're like you know the NCLEX is so easy like you know everyone makes it out to be so hard like it's not bad like just you know go with your gut answer um, and then and then I sat for the NCLEX and I went through it and I was like what is this this is not easy I was like <laughs> I was so my NCLEX um, was like like you know right right before COVID, so they had changed the NCLEX a little bit. Um, so it shut off in sixty, like which shut off in sixty questions instead of seventy-five. Um, so mine shut off in sixty questions, and I was like, okay. I called my mom, bawling. I was like, I just failed that. Like, there's no way I passed. Like, I don't feel confident at all. And there's like this trick you can do with NCLEX. So if you um, once you're done with it, you know, later that night, you can go re try and re-register for it. Um, you have to put your payment information in. So if it tells you like, oh no, sorry, you just did this, you passed. If it says, if it authorizes your payment, you did not pass. And I was like, I knew the trick and I told my mom, I was like, I can't click submit. Like, I, I know I failed. Like, I was literally, <laughs> I called her on the way home bawling and I was like, mom, I failed. She's like, no, you didn't. I was like, no, I did. And so then later that night, I was like, I just can't click submit. And so she did it. And it said like, oh, sorry, you just took this test. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And my mom was like, you passed. And I was like, well, we don't know that. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny you bring that up. So my wife just took the NCLEX, I think, at the end of July. 
Yeah. And uh, I, th I don't remember how many questions it went or whatever, but she was nervous. And then she said, you have to wait so many days before you can, you know, get a notification that you can pay for the express or whatever. And she said she heard this trick. She yeah. said that, uh, you know, some of her friends said, hey, you try to re-register for the exam. If it lets you re-register, then you probably didn't pass. But if it doesn't, then you pass. I said, well, I, you can't buy into that. I said, that doesn't work. I said, there's no way that works. So three of her and two of her friends did it. One of them, the first one, it allowed her to re-register. So I was like, so mm -hmm. they're like, well, it doesn't mean you didn't pass, right? <laughs> but for her and then her other friend, they were not able to register. Uh -huh. And so, you know, let's say that was a Friday. Come Sunday, they got the email that says, hey, you can go ahead and, um, you know, uh, pay to have the express results. It was 100% accurate. The one that could not register, or the one that could register for the exam failed, and the yeah. other two that could not pass. So it, I was yeah. like, there's no way that works. So it's kind of funny that you bring up the, the same thing. But like you, they both were like not overly excited yet because. You don't have that, you know, that screen that says, hey, you passed. You know, you don't want to be all excited. And then all of a sudden you get results and you're like, oh, exactly. I didn't pass. So that, that's funny. That, that, that's that's an interesting little back door, though. It works. It works. I think they like they came out with like an article about it. And it's been like 90 90 something percent accurate. Wow. Well, right now I'm four for four with you, you're the <laughs> person, and it's and it's worked. So that, that's pretty cool. Um, let me ask you a question. So, what made you, or when did you decide that nursing is where you wanted to go? Yeah. Um, so I, when I was younger, um, my appendix ruptured, and I was in the hospital for like two weeks, I think. And I was like, the nurses were great, like wonderful. Um, they caught it kind of late, so. Um, but yeah, so I had to be in the hospital a little bit longer, but the nurses were literally wonderful. And I was like, wow, like it would be so cool to be able to help people like this. Um, and then like fa fast forward a little bit, my grandpa actually passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. It's okay. And, um, the nurses again, were like wonderful. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to do this. Like, I want to be that person to like help these people, the people that like helped me. Like, I want to be that person for other people. Um, I was like, you know, I want to be able to help people, like even the ones that are going through a hard time. Like, I want to be there for them. I want to help them. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of when I decided, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do this whole nursing thing. Um, yeah. And here we are. <laughs> that's a really cool story. You know, you were motivated by others that you saw doing the same things that you want to do. That's pretty neat. And, you know, that's one of the great things about nursing too, is like, you know, I, you know, you go see a doctor. And they're usually, I mean, I love doctors, you know, they're without them, we'd be in a lot of trouble. But, um, you know, sometimes they're a little more, you know, standoffish. And then you, I never met a nurse that didn't make me feel at home. And that's kind of weird to say that here you are sitting in the hospital with a needle stuck in and you're, and you're feeling pretty comfortable. But it's because of the way the nurses made you feel. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so hats off to them. Um, what do you enjoy most about being a nurse? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love, I really like helping people. So like, I think it's super cool to see somebody come in like to the hospital, like completely like, you know, not feeling good, like broken, sick, um, just like, and you, you can tell, like you can tell physically, like they're not doing great. You can tell like emotionally, they're like not there, they're, they're just, and then, um, yeah, and then I just like to see that progression of them like go from like such that broken bad place to like good and like smile on their face, like feeling better, like 
being so sincere, like, thank you for helping me. I think like that is the best part when you can see somebody go from like that step to like better. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't happen, you know, with all patients, but right. for the majority, I think just like the fact that like you're that bridge way to like helping them get to a better place, I think is my favorite part. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, like it's a very demanding profession, but also a lot a very rewarding as well. So that's pretty cool. So, you know, we kind of talked about what your typical work day is. And I think I know to the I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm gonna ask you anyways. So we talked about what you like most about being a nurse. What are some of the more demanding things about being a nurse? Um you know, definitely like the burnout. Um working like you know, um, just not having the staff. I think like that, the staffing issue is like, again, like nationwide, like it's there, there aren't enough nurses. Um, and the nurses that are there, they're so burnt out and like right. they are stressed out, you know, working all this time. And then like, I, I feel like some of them don't feel like they're being like thanked for like how much they are doing. So then it makes them want to leave their jobs. Um, and so definitely just like the burnout and, um, yeah. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. So, you know, here I am sitting at a desk all day and I'm telling you, hey, I understand what you mean. Um, right. No. <laughs> it happens everywhere. Right. So here's another question, maybe a little sidetrack question, but we'll throw it out there anyway. So, you know, much like everything else, medicine is, it evolves, right? It's always changing, def not just in medicine, but also maybe in processes or techniques. So how do you keep up with it all? Um, so we have like these in services that we have to go to. Um, we get uh, at Hill and Head and like OSU and everywhere else. You get constant emails about like, hey, this is new and like, new medicine. This is what does side effects. Um, you know, you're definitely always doing like learn share modules um, to like keep up to date with the new stuff. Um, and then I think like the coolest part though about that is like when you are learning that and you're going through like the modules, like clicking through it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like so boring. But then, <laughs> but then when you actually like get to experience it in real life, it's like, wow, okay, maybe that was helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're going through those. So that makes me a little more comfortable if I ever end up in Hilton Head and need a little help from a nurse. I'll know at least that you've gone through the training. So, <laughs> so but you know, hey, I've, I've had a lot of fun with you here today and, um, you know, I enjoyed having you on the podcast. I'd love to have you back, you know, maybe follow you on your travels to see where you end up next. I know you still got a ways to go in uh, South Carolina, but I'd love to bring you back on here. Yeah. I, I look at this way. You're in South Carolina. Other than work, what else do you really have to do? So come on a podcast. Right. Exactly. So, so I know we kind of briefly talked before the podcast. Holidays are coming up. You got to work both days, but you got to somehow be managing some kind of holiday festivities. What do you got planned when you're not working? Yeah. Um, so kind of, um, they have like these cool things at the beach all the time. Um, you know, I just, I told you before it's like 64 degrees here, which is like pretty good. Yesterday it was like 75. Um, and so the beach is always open, you know, it's, it's never going away. Always nice there. Um, so they actually do a lot at the beach. So they have like a Christmas parade and stuff that they're doing. Um, so my brother's actually in Ohio right now, oh. but um, he'll be back soon. So we're gonna hopefully do that. And we have two dogs with us too, so take them. Yeah, your hands full. <laughs> you know, I didn't ever think I'd be talking to somebody on December the eighth about going to the beach on Christmas. Right. Um, you know, this morning I woke up to snow, 
and 29 degrees. So I'm sure your brother's like, holy cow, I can't wait to get back to, to South Carolina. Um, but yeah, so that, that's great. So hopefully you'll be able to, you know, take some time, enjoy the beach, enjoy the, your brother and dogs and have a good holiday season. Um, but again, I definitely would love to have you back on here. Any last words of wisdoms before we let you go for the day? Um, I would definitely say like to all of the people in nursing school or like, you know, nurses out there, like, just get through it. it. It sucks. But once you once you get there, like, it's great. Um, you know, the burnout definitely is real. But that's why we're all kind of in this together. So it definitely gets better um, towards the end. So yeah, I would just say keep keep pushing through. Keep on trucking. I, I like that. So again, uh, thank you, Michaela, for joining us. For everyone else, happy holidays. And we'll see you again next week. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for having me.